Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. I'm Becca Silver, founder of The Whole Educator. In this episode, we will discuss what's missing from your typical coaching cycle. Stay tuned to find out what you need to do before starting the coaching cycle, how the coaching cycle must change according to your school culture, and what must happen at the end of the cycle to cause lasting improvement. See you soon. Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Sydney knows that coaching can be tough. Most days, it can feel like you're working hard, accomplishing little, and rarely seeing the impact of your work. Sydney makes it easy for you to get more done and watch teachers improve. Their professional learning engagement platform embeds practice and collaboration in every workday, engaging teachers while building a stronger community of learners. As a special offer for listeners of Coaching the Whole Educator, they're giving away an opportunity to experience Sydney for yourself for free for a whole year. Go to sydney.com front slash TWE to learn more. Claim your free coaching package and win a $25 gift card. To claim your coaching package, go to sydney.com front slash TWE. That's S-I-B-M-E dot com forward slash TWE. Sydney, changing the way people learn at work. Hello and welcome back. We have Chad Ransom back as a guest on Coaching the Whole Educator. I'm so excited to have him back because we are going to have such an interesting conversation. Now, those of you who did not listen to the episodes where Chad and I discussed the importance of intentionally building a principal-coach relationship, I want to let you know Chad is super experienced in this arena. I was um, lucky enough when I left the classroom to move into being a coach for a number of years. I was an instructional coach, K-12. And when I finished being a coach, I moved into being a building principal. And as a coach, I recognized this really important need for the building principal to understand what coaching was. Um, And then as a principal, really understanding the value that a coach brings into the building to help us move forward in in the work that we're trying to accomplish. And so being able to work in both of those roles helped me recognize the importance of each of them to each other and, and how much more we can accomplish when we are working in the same direction and amplifying each other's work instead of um, sometimes, you know, creating dissonance and, and really impacting each other's work. Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about is generally what do coaches consider a coaching cycle? And I would say it's something around, we have to set a goal and identify what we are 
going to be coaching on. There's some sort of learning involved. Maybe there's modeling. Maybe I I co-plan with you, right? I teach you something. And then we see some kind of improvement in the teacher. And then we start over again. So one of the things that you and I have talked often about is the context under which a coach is coaching a teacher. There's lots of different situations a coach can be in, in coaching a teacher, right? Teacher that the coach has been told you have to coach them to help them get better, right? So that teacher's being voluntold (laughs) into coaching. And then there's also a teacher that seeks out a coach and is like, I really want coaching. Like, please help me come into my classroom. Show me how to do this. Show me the resources. Yeah. And, and I really love in, in your work, you're helping people diagnose where people are on that spectrum. Cause mm-hmm. you, you just shared kind of the two extremes, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's, there's this whole range of where teachers fall. And if we are not thoughtful in understanding where teachers are starting the coaching cycle, then we're going to be much less effective than we could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like really thinking about mentally how both parties are entering the conversation. And Mm -hmm. if I'm, I'm just thinking about like, if I'm going to set a goal that's meaningful to me, I need to feel safe with the person I'm setting the goal with. Right. Mm -hmm. And also I need to trust them to help me set that goal. So part of what you're alluding to now is the relationship piece, right? Like, have I built a strong enough relationship that we have trust with each other where we can set goals and we can give feedback and we can be vulnerable? Uh, Because all of those things are successful, right, to a coaching cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's not assume that the teacher trusts us and that we do have a good relationship with them, right? Like, let's go and intentionally build these things in the, in an absence of interaction does not mean there's a strong relationship there. Yeah. And I think sometimes if we only focus on coaching cycles, Mm -hmm. then we're not going to have very many coaching cycles, right? Because we're not engaged in the work that needs to happen to foster the type of culture, the types of relationships where coaching cycles naturally are a part of. And, and I think that that's something that's missing when we just think about a coaching cycle. We don't think about what has to happen outside of that in order for coaching cycles to be successful and, and to happen at all, because people aren't going to reach out to coaches. We're not going to be able to reach out to them if we haven't built some of those things beforehand. Yeah. I love that, right? So there's the context of why are we here? And then there's the larger organizational context of what's happening in the school. Does that support coaching cycles? But there's two pieces that I'm thinking about right now. One is the culture that exists in the building around taking risks and around where we have a growth mindset. And then there's also the sort of I guess technical side or the the technical part of context, which is what does the professional learning system in the school look like and and how are coaching cycles a part of that? Because that's not the only thing that we do to support teachers or for teachers to grow. And it can be a really powerful part of a broader system, but it's really hard to exist in isolation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think the other thing that coaching cycles are missing is really addressing 
all of teachers needs. And the thing that I see the most, and I want to just zoom out for a second and say, when I am working with teachers, I bring them through a specific process. And at the end, after observation, and there's certain conversations that are had, um, I think in three buckets, what are their needs? Do they need more knowledge, more content knowledge? Do they need more skills? Know how, how to apply that knowledge? Or do they need a shift in mindsets? And I think in, we don't talk in coaching cycles about shifting mindsets a lot. And I really want to bring that to the forefront as something that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a coaching cycles can become, um, and often we do this when we're first starting out and we're learning about coaching cycles, um, they can become the the goal right? Mm-hmm. Like as a coach, I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to do coaching cycles. So I set goals and we work with teachers and then we, you know, we come to the end of the cycle. The, the goal isn't the coaching cycle, right? <laughs> the, the goal is using the coaching cycle to support teacher needs. And, and so I think that's really important for us to think about is how do we diagnose what those needs are? like your, your three buckets that you were just talking about. And then how do we use the coaching cycle as a process to meet those needs rather than, so my goal is to meet the needs. My goal mm-hmm. isn't to do a coaching cycle. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? And to figure out the root cause of what the needs are, not the symptom of them. And I I, I was just... I don't know, I was just having a conversation with someone recently about that, like, let's stop addressing the symptom of the problem and actually do the work to drill down to the root cause, right? You know, if you're going to pick weeds, you got to pull pull them out by the root or else you'll mm-hmm. keep getting that same symptom over again. And unfortunately, what I see so often in schools is that coaches get and and principals get so frustrated by going through these coaching cycles with teachers, not addressing the root issue, the behaviors continue, and then the teacher gets blamed. Right. And, and I think this is this ties us right back into that idea of this, this bigger system, because many of the root causes aren't coming from or, or not are not going to be addressed just by a coaching cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to have the broader system in order to think about which of those strategies or structures or processes is best going to address the need that we've identified rather than coaching cycle is the solution for everything yeah. um, because it can't, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very labor intensive uh, mm-hmm. tool that we should use when it's needed, but it's not going to address every possible teacher learning need or mindset need or other thing that we have going on in a building. Exactly. Yes. I so often um, see in chats and in groups, I I hear new coaches say, oh, I'm I'm new to coaching. What's the best coaching cycle? And that's the first thing that's asked, right? And the thing I want to say is, have you built relationships with your teachers first? Like don't pass go, don't collect $200, don't do anything. Definitely don't start coaching cycles until you've built trust and relationships with them. Right. Yeah. And it's it's right. a it's a tool in a larger context that if not used appropriately is completely ineffective. Totally. Yeah, and and the one time where I'd say there it, you you could 
be thinking about using a coaching cycle to move forward on what you're talking about is if you have teachers in your building who are ready and willing, and that's where they're ready to go for, um, you could move forward with them with the purpose of building this broader culture, right? Like you're going to leverage that to highlight for other teachers, how growth mindset and like, it's okay to get feedback and whatever, but I'm, I'm using the coaching cycle for a really specific purpose rather than it being the thing that it's the only tool that I know of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I do want to highlight something you said earlier, which I thought was beautiful, which is after you've built a, a foundation of relationship and trust with a teacher and you do go through a coaching cycle, uh, that can continue building that relationship and trust. It's a really cool process of, you know, it builds momentum and, and it grows in this beautiful way. Feedback helps to grow trust if if done appropriately and effectively. And I, I, I think there's beautiful things about coaching cycles, but you know, the thing that you and I have talked about so many times is it is not the only thing and definitely should not be done in isolation. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I just, that made me think about, and and I've thought about it a lot recently is, you know, when we're talking about the purpose of, of coaching cycle and how coaching cycles shouldn't exist in isolation on their own. I think we also tend to view coaching cycles as the goal is just to improve practice, like, Mm -hmm. like some sort of shift in, in teaching practice. And you had mentioned uh, mindsets and there are other things that, that we might use a coaching cycle on. I always am thinking about in my work with teachers and especially in a coaching cycle, my goal is actually always to improve teacher efficacy Like I always want to build their capacity and their belief in themselves to continually get better. That goal is actually much more valuable and and research bears out the importance or the, the impact of efficacy on our work as teachers. So I want to pick topics that we're going to be successful at, that teachers are going to see growth. We're going to see it quicker than, you know, like a 12 week cycle that takes forever to show a difference for kids. Because yeah, we got better at student discourse or turn into whatever we're focusing on. But more importantly, did I help the teacher build their efficacy is something that I I think we also forget about in coaching cycles. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that to this episode, teacher efficacy. It's so important. Um, to be building that in our educators. And a belief is a mindset. It is the way they think, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a way that we think about ourselves. So I want to wrap this conversation up with uh, an opportunity that Chad and I are offering. We have created something really powerful called the Principal Coach Alliance. And this is a parallel program for principal coach teams to do together. You would take self-paced modules independently and then come together for live coaching with us after each module to build your skills together as a team and really make powerful plans for your school as a team and grow together. I'll just highlight two things. One is we recognize in many schools, 
there we don't have a coach in every school sometimes it's a principal and an assistant principal sometimes it's a principal and some teacher leaders um so so we want this to be inclusive of uh, a leadership group of people that want to both learn together. So it's about having some common learning so that we can support each other in our work, but then also have some really explicit time creating those structures and processes that help us stay aligned between the coach and the principal or teacher leaders and the principal or principal and the assistant principal, whatever that team looks like. So it's both the shared learning but then also support in creating the structures that make that alignment possible. Mm-hmm. And one thing that Chad and I really intentionally created this structure of self-paced modules and then live coaching, because we know you are very busy <laughs> and that sometimes you need to do learning on your own time. And that we also know live coaching with a coach is irreplaceable. And so we wanted to combine this to create some powerful learning for you this school year to really impact your teachers, to build their efficacy, to have them be resilient, right? To have them stay and thrive in your school. Check out the link in the show notes and just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care. <laughs>